This episode is brought to you by the Deeper Christian Life Network. The Deeper Christian Life Network is an online network designed for mentoring and connection among those who want to deepen their spiritual walk. The network includes exclusive masterclasses that you can take at your own pace and much more. The masterclasses are conference messages based on themes and or letters in the New Testament that cannot be accessed anywhere else. The network opens up for registration periodically throughout the year. Go to thedeeperchristianlife.com and check out samples and join the waitlist if you're interested. Hi, Fun Seekers. A very good Tuesday to you. A very good Tuesday indeed. Well, it has happened again recently. Another well-known Christian leader has denied the faith. And this has been a pattern that's been going on for, well, a long time, but it's gotten particular attention over the last two years. And the evangelical Christian culture has picked itself up off the floor every time as they are being stunned to discover that many of its beloved preachers and music artists have come out and renounced Jesus Christ. Not too long ago, one such leader explained that stepping off the Jesus train was a long process for him. And he gave a peek into his heart along with his wife saying the following, quote, we didn't enjoy going to church. We didn't enjoy reading the Bible. We didn't enjoy praying. We didn't enjoy worship. It all felt like obligation. And our lack of enthusiasm about those things always make us feel like there was something wrong with us. End of quote. And he went on to say that they realized they simply didn't believe anymore, and after admitting it, they felt relieved. He also offered up the Old Testament as a reason for denying Jesus Christ, as is virtually always the case. You know, those blood-drenched stories about a violent God who loses his cookies whenever someone looks at him the wrong way. The leader explained that he searched for answers, asking the pastors he knew hard questions, but their answers did not satisfy him. Now here's the thing, folks. I don't know about you, but I can identify with all of this person's sentiments. But it didn't cause me to renounce Christ. It caused me to find him. Let me explain. I stopped going to church in 1988. Now please put going to church in parenthesis. I'm talking about organized church services. Occasionally, I will go in to a church building where there is a worship team and a pastor preaching, but it is rare. Why? Because I discovered the organic expression of the body of Christ, which is what we find in the New Testament. And although it's extremely and exotically rare at this moment, there is nothing that compares to it, and it pretty much wrecks you for anything else. And if you do not know what I'm talking about, there's a book entitled Reimagining Church that I wrote over a decade ago, yet I stand by every word and it gives my experience as well as what I see in the New Testament when it comes to ecclesia. So I can identify with him when he says, I stopped enjoying church. Secondly, I stopped enjoying reading the Bible a long time ago until I learned how to discover Jesus Christ in its pages and find the story which makes scripture come alive and makes it a medium 
by which we can hear the living voice of a living God. And ever since then, the Bible has been an exciting adventure and profoundly beneficial to my life. That said, there have been times where the Bible has been white noise, but I have so many tools in my toolbox as to how to approach Scripture that I can hear the Lord again, I can see the Lord again, I can be astonished, I can be astounded again. I give some of those tools in one of the episodes in the Insurgents podcast on approaching Scripture, so you may want to go visit that if you have this struggle. Next, I stopped enjoying worship years ago. If by worship you mean standing with your hands in the air, following the lyrics to an overplayed contemporary praise song sung by the worship team performed on a stage. That's all fine and well, and if you enjoy that kind of thing, no problem. But it is an extremely limited view of worship, and I would say that probably 8 out of 10 churches, contemporary churches that I have visited over the last two decades, I have not at all registered spiritually with the worship. It did not enhance my spirit. It actually grieved my spirit. Not only were the lyrics extremely shallow in most cases, but the music was so raucous that it did not evoke worship. It actually subdued it in my own heart. Now, everyone's different. I have, however, been to a few institutional churches over the years where the worship was phenomenal, but those are rare in my experience. My point is I can agree with what this man has said about going to church, quote-unquote, reading the Bible, and worship. And I stopped doing anything out of religious duty and obligation a long time ago. I gave up trying to live the Christian life. And as the old saying goes, I gave it up for Lent, and I never picked it up again. But in turn, I discovered the secret of serving the Lord and living for the Lord out of joy and out of life rather than obligation, which can be absolutely crushing. And so to this erstwhile Christian leader and everyone else who resonates with him, I sure hope you would share this podcast episode with such an individual and those who are like them. And I would say this to you, Christian leader, Christian musician who has denied the faith. The problem is that you kept your search limited to the other celebrity speakers and pop writers. And I don't read them myself, and I don't listen to them myself for the exact same reasons you've stated. I've heard it all before, and there's little to no life in it. Most of the pastors that I have known throughout my life, I say most because there are exceptions, but most of the ones, especially when I was a young believer, they couldn't answer my hard questions. And I pelted them with difficult, thorny questions. I harangued them, but I didn't stop there. I looked beyond them. And as for the Old Testament and the reliability of Scripture, uh, you will find on this YouTube channel and also on my blog where I wrestle with this whole business about the Scripture being reliable and trustworthy, and I give a talk on one of the YouTube videos about that, and it's helped many people, those who have actually listened to it. But it's very popular today to go around saying the Bible's not reliable, it's not trustworthy, there's all sorts of errors and contradictions in it, it does not constitute solid ground for anyone. That viewpoint is absolutely excoriated, if you look in the right places. The best, the deepest, the highest that the Christian faith has to offer is usually buried and hard to find. 
And what has floated to the surface has been the shallow, the superficial, and the unsatisfying. And that is one of the reasons why I am still a believer is because I look past all of that. And the only reason why I put out books and record conference messages and make these things available is because I'm speaking to a segment of the Christian faith that has said the very thing that was beating in my heart years ago and put me on this odyssey, and that is a question. There has got to be more than this. Where is it? And if it exists, and I know it does, I'm going to find it. I will move heaven and earth to find it. And thank the Lord I did, and I still am. I am a seeker. Because once you touch the reality of Jesus Christ and his life, his resurrection life, you're ruined. And you know that behind that curtain there is so much more. All of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in him, Paul says. Now, this leader did not mention this when he came out of the closet, so to speak, and said he's no longer a Christian. But I have good money that says that he'd agree with this. I've always found the Christian side hug and so many other gimmicks and silly traditions to be somewhat off-putting. Christians have their own culture. Some of it is, is excellent and other parts of it is off the rails, like all of the conspiracy theories. But I've been floating around over the last few years. I'm speaking of 2019, 2020, and 2021, and I'm not going to delineate them, but I have spoken about them both on my blog and on my podcast, uh, the Insurgents podcast, if you should be interested. But here's my point. If you keep pulling at the threads of a sweater, it is going to unravel until the sweater disappears. There's no question about that. But in the case of Jesus of Nazareth, if this is your experience then, dear friend, you have been pulling on the wrong sweater. And the genuine sweater, the real article, the real deal, is available. And it's accessible if you look hard enough. And if you find it, it cannot be unraveled. And so it was for me and millions of others. My point is that this leader and others like him never went to any of us who could identify with everything he wrote even though we've published books and podcasts on it, offering solutions out of our own struggle, out of our own wrestling, and out of our own real-life experiences. But thankfully, the Lord is raising up a new generation of hot hearts for Jesus Christ, a new breed of Christian who have the fire of the gospel of the kingdom burning inside of them, and I'm honored to be part of that throng. Though it is small, it is growing. And I call it the insurgents. When the day comes when this tribe takes to the streets, the fire burning in their bellies won't be for a cause. It won't be for justice, however you define that, and however noble that is. It will be for something far higher and more eternal. It will be for Jesus Christ, the living God, and his everlasting kingdom. And the bottom line is this. Unless you have genuinely encountered the Lord Jesus Christ, you will always be in danger of falling away from the faith and even publicly denying it. But if Jesus Christ gets into your pores, it is impossible to scrub him out. Until next Tuesday, grace, peace, and frontal bear hugs.
Hey guys, this is a postscript just before you head out and we part ways. I have created a bundle of free resources. This would include my other podcasts, the YouTube channel, several free ebooks, free seminars, and other free resources. And you can find all of that at frankviola.com. And if you go to frankvella.com, you will see in the top menu a link that says free stuff. You just click on that and you will be taken to the free resources page. Also, a number of you have asked if you could donate to help defray the costs of the podcasts and also to express appreciation for the value that you've been receiving. You're under no obligation to donate. I don't ask for donations, but should you have it on your heart to do so, you can go to Frank Viola. .us. That's frankviola.us, and that will take you to a donate page. There's three different options you can use to donate, all of them simple. Thank you very much, and God bless.